Welcome to Global Minnesota Podcast, connecting, informing, and engaging Minnesotans with the world and exploring important international issues. For a complete list of programs and to join us, visit globalminnesota.org. Welcome to everyone who joining us today for our winter Sustainable Development Goal Roundtable. This is a quarterly uh, program that's been going on for a number of years where we follow activities in the state of Minnesota that are working on all of the 17 sustainable development goals of the United Nations. And we use this as the opportunity to find out how we can connect with each other. We put an emphasis on that sustainable development goal number 17, partnerships. And today we're joined by a very special team that's gonna be talking about something that's the only one in the country. Um, Anna Wasesha, who is the president and CEO of West Central Initiative, who you'll be meeting soon and you'll be hearing more about West Central Initiative. Uh, she's been one of the key leaders in the country using the sustainable development goals to help guide economic development, in this case in greater Minnesota in a rural area, and also to use those sustainable development goals as kind of a North Star as a way to see where we want to go in terms of making our whole societies more sustainable, more resilient going forward. Today's program uh, is organized by Global Minnesota. Um, we're uh, proud to be part of the broader SDG roundtable here in the state. And um, we're always looking for ways to promote how we can connect our work in Minnesota with the world and how we can partner with others around the world to help us achieve our shared values. Our mission is advancing international understanding and engagement. And in this way, the sustain sustainable development goals, which are really adopted by all countries for the planet are kind of a perfect mechanism for sharing best practices and for assisting or partnering with each other to reach these goals. We do uh, public seminars. And so tomorrow, for example, we'll be looking at the Arctic. There's a great powers competition in the Arctic and we'll have uh, a very special speaker, Heather Conley, who'll be looking at the geopolitics of the Arctic. You can get more information about that at the Global Minnesota website. To all of you who are tuning in from around the planet, welcome to Minnesota. For all of you that are in Minnesota, stay inside, stay warm. And for all of you who are members of Global Minnesota, thank you so much for your membership. That's the financial support that makes it possible for us to put on programs like this and others. Uh, if you're not a member, or you'd like to find out more, you can just go to our website, Global Minnesota. And thank you for your support for being here today and for caring about and being part of the global movement to reach those sustainable development goals by 2030. So I wanna ask our lead speaker, Anna Washeska, to join me here on the platform. Anna, welcome to the Sustainable Development Roundtable and take it away. Thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate the invitation to um, participate in the roundtable and to talk about uh, some of the work we've been doing related to the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, I also, uh, I'm grateful that my two colleagues are here with me today. Uh, Jill Amundsen, who is our innovation strategist at West Central Initiative. She works a lot 
with planning and data and Reed Peterson, who is identified, I think on the slide as a former uh, college intern at uh, West Central Initiative, but I think he's actually come back to work for us a little bit part-time uh, because in the process of uh, the work he did last summer, which we'll talk about momentarily, he became quite an expert in how you uh, map the organizations and nonprofits in our region who are working on the SDGs. Um, I do want to get, sort of give a shout out to uh, the importance of working with college interns. Uh, we, you know, we have enjoyed every moment with Reed. Uh, most of the colleges and universities that I know across the state of Minnesota have student organizations or initiatives out of their president's offices or actually sustainability officers on campus. And uh, this is the generation that we know will be most impacted by climate change. So if uh, those of you who are listening today are thinking about how you can extend your work and do a little bit more, I would really encourage you to think about reaching out to uh, colleges and universities and they don't need to be local. Reed has been doing all of this work for us. We're out here on the west side of Minnesota uh, from Duluth and from the Twin Cities. So uh, now because of COVID, we've learned we don't need to be in the same place to collaborate on really important um, projects. Uh, so what we're going to do uh, first is I'm going to do some context setting about West Central Initiative, and then I'm going to pass it off to Jill, who I think will, um, she can go any direction she wants, but one of the things she'll be talking about is how we kind of introduce this to the group of stakeholders that we work with in West Central Minnesota. And then finally, we'll hand it off to Reed, who's going to uh, show us how this movement map works. Uh, so it, as a context setting about our organization, uh, West Central Initiative is one of the six initiative foundations that McKnight created in the 1980s to respond to the farm crisis in our part of the state and the mining uh, and timber crises uh, in the northern part of Minnesota. We cover all of greater Minnesota except, uh, or all of Minnesota, except the counties that make up the metropolitan area. Uh, some of us would say we're not totally rural. Uh, we're, I would say our region is largely rural, but we do have uh, the uh, twin sister Moorhead that uh, is twins with Fargo. So we have a metropolitan area in our region. Um, we make grants and loans. Uh, one of the things that, uh, and we offer programs. And one of the things that's unusual about West Central Initiative is that we're a regional development organization for the same nine counties as we are the initiative foundation. So we are the only one like that in, uh, in Minnesota. Uh, and that gives us a special um, kind of span of attention. So we think a lot about uh, planning and, and data and uh, moving communities forward. And we also make these grants and loans to help that happen. Uh, it's, it was the the uh, culmination of our strategic planning process a couple of years ago, where we decided to fully uh, integrate those two sides of our organization. And that is how we got to the sustainable development goals. So we were trying to understand uh, what, what are the qualities of life as it's lived currently in West Central Minnesota, and then imagine forward uh, into the kinds of lives uh, and communities and experiences that we, we hoped for in our region. And when we came to the sustainable development goals, we kind of immediately recognized them as the, sometimes I think of it as um, 
Esperanto. It's Esperanto, right? It's the language that uh, it crosses all languages. And uh, so the, the planning and the philanthropy is completely within the embrace of the SDGs. It's just, it, for us, it's a really good visual um, for our work. Um, in order, you know, it's, and, and so I would say, oh, and Jill is going to show the picture of this. So in order for us to kind of understand how this is all related, we put these concentric circles together. So the West Central Initiative strategic plan focuses on investing in local, reimagining regional, which is very important in a global uh, and technologically driven economy. And then educate, activate, celebrate. But you'll see in the sort of orange circle, the development, uh, develop MN cornerstones of economic development. And those are the four things that the regional development commissions in greater Minnesota all focus on. And all of the work falls within those categories and then the SDGs surround it. So that, that's a picture and a vision for what we wanted to uh, be what our North Star would be for West Central Initiative. Uh, but we, of course, obviously had to start to take actions to make that real. And one of the first things we did was take a trip, uh, a large a contingent of ours. So there were five board members and six staff who went to the Biennial Canadian Community Foundation Conference in Victoria, British Columbia, June of 2019. It was, it was a, a very good experience for many reasons, but probably the foremost is that the Canadians in general as a nation and also in their sector of community foundations have totally embraced the sustainable development goals. So we went to a number of uh, workshops where we learned a lot about how they were seeing this uh, both as a vision and in practical terms. Uh, and one of those was a presentation by the British Columbia Council on International Cooperation, BCCIC. Uh, and they had uh, started a mapping project and they, they demonstrated it and we're gonna show it to you in, in just a moment. Uh, and the, uh, the whole purpose that they felt uh, was being served by mapping nonprofit organizations, they call them civil society organizations who are pulling in the direction of, of progress on the goals would, would be to reveal to everyone that this work has been going on for a very long time, uh, but there's an invisible brocade of it. Uh, it's, a, it's a fabric that's woven of different organizations all over, in their case, British Columbia, but they're mapping most of Canada. Uh, and, and so it, it builds bonds and of course achieves the 17th of the sustainable development goals, which is forging partnerships because these are incredibly uh, ambitious goals and no one organization or governmental unit would ever be able to achieve them. So we all have to work together. So they demonstrated this and we, we went up and talked to them and we talked to them multiple times when, once we got back to Minnesota and, uh, and they were very eager to work with us to put us on their map. And, uh, and we are now on their map and we are going to be showing you what that looks like. Uh, and then of course, we'll be on our own map as well. And I hope if any of you are intrigued by this, uh, that you'll give some consideration to uh, getting your organizations on the map. But I, let, me, let me just sort of also do some additional context setting. Of course you have to, first of all, the 17 sustainable development goals have got 169 targets and 231 unique indicators. So it's one thing to have your heart swell with a, a verve about wanting sustainable cities, 
uh, and, and communities, but it's another thing to actually say, well, what does that really look like? I mean, how, how would you know it if you actually had that? And, uh, and so the methodology that the BCCIC used was to, to work with 169 indicators. And, or I'm sorry, 169 targets, not indicators. So that's part of the methodology. Another me part of it is that we, we mapped nonprofit organizations as they did. They did civil society organizations. It's the same concept. They're thinking about how to map governmental organizations. Um, and when they get to that point and they have a methodology developed for that, we will probably adopt it so we can expand the scope of what we have on our map. Uh, Reed will be able to tell you quite a lot more about that, but I do want you to know that we selected the nonprofit organizations who are in our database, so 600 plus organizations. We worked with publicly available information uh, and we used the, the mechanism that BCCIC developed and they did theirs with the University of British Columbia, another good reason to be connected to your local universities and colleges. Um, and so they, they were working with websites and information and a lot with the mission statements of organizations to decide which of the targets um, the work falls into. Um, so the, uh, I guess I want to say about that in conclusion that uh, it's good to have some humility, I think, when you set uh, about achieving a vision that is really so uh, incredibly critical and urgent and ambitious uh, because you've got to take little bites out of the elephant in order to get there. So this is one bite. And in the future, in the near future, by the, we hope by the beginning of the next uh, fiscal year in July, we will have a dashboard for our region, our nine counties, and there's a portion of White Earth Nation that is in Becker County, which is in our region. So we will have some measurements um, that are completely local to where uh, we are, uh, and then we'll be able to track progress over time. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Again, with some humility, it's another way to do it. And I could tell you um, a lot more, I guess, but I don't want to because I want to move this on to Jill and Reed. They got some great things to talk to you about. But, uh, but of course, there's quite a lot to say about how a community foundation, regional development organization can work within the SDGs and do really powerful, important work in their communities. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Jill. Uh, so Anna mentioned the the vision and the first bites, and so I'm I'm going to uh, just give you a picture in your mind about how we introduced this to our stakeholders. We started with our board of directors and our economic development district board, which is representative of nonprofits, business organizations, and elected officials. And so we wanted to bring them uh, that that graphic that we showed earlier. I'll I'll put it back on the screen. So they're used to looking at the work we do inside that green circle and looking at also our economy in that orange circle of those four cornerstones. We then brought them all to a, a World Cafe style event, had people from across the region sitting across from each other looking at the 17 development goals. So if you can envision in your head uh, a big conference room, this was back when we were allowed to be in one, and all 17 goals around the room and people sat at tables and talked about organizations local to them doing work on the ground uh, in their backyard, as it were, uh, that affected these 17 goals. And in the two hours we sat around those tables, we had instant collaboration. People across geographies were talking about the great work that other people nearby them were doing. Uh, and it, it was kind of that, that Minnesota humble brag of, you wouldn't believe this great organization in my community and what they're doing around hunger or what they're doing around gender equity. 
it was a really exciting process. And uh, we, we want to replicate that virtually with this map. Uh, and after Reed uh, through with his presentation, I'll, I may um, give you a brief demonstration of the, the dashboard that we have established right now. Um, and so Samantha and I, a coworker of mine, met with the BCCIC group and talked about uh, the intricacies of mapping, which Reed will go into. And we immediately knew that two of us would never be able to do the 500 organizations as well as our full-time jobs. So as Anna mentioned earlier, we were very excited to be able to have Reed work with us, um, re-energize that work and really see our region in a new way. And with that, I'll turn it over to Reed. Hello, everyone. Um, Joe Diabos, yep. perfect, wonderful. All right, um, my name is Reed Peterson. Um, my uh, official title was SDG intern, so kind of the, the, the no ins and outs of what SDGs uh, um, mean for um, our area and, um, and really just the methodology all behind it. You know, how can we think about SDGs in our local communities? And, and um, there we begin. So just a quick introduction about who I am. Um, I'm a college student, as as um, I was uh, what, what, that was mentioned, um, and I'm uh, I go to the, the College of Saint Scholastica, which is right behind me. Um, also, the image on, on your screen, um, which is in Duluth, Minnesota, which is right on Lake Superior. So a wonderful uh, a, a place to call home for these four years. Um, I'm a senior student, and I'll be graduating uh, this this spring with a BS in uh, biochemistry, and um, as well as a minor in, in political science. And really, you know, I I, I find a the passion in the the, 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 the connection of, of these uh, disciplines of what does sustainable science look like in policy, you know, and bring those together and finding, um, you know, where the, that, that can lead. And so, uh, um, as mentioned, I spent um, roughly four months uh, this last summer working with the West Central Initiative or, or uh, WCI um, virtually from home. So it's a, it was a great position as, you know, being, you know, with, COVID, you know, uh, everywhere. I could uh, just stay at home and not have to to travel to Fergus Falls. I, I could just be right at home. So um, this was a position that was that was uh, that was great to be flexible and, and malleable and, and kind of you know see how I want to, to take it in terms of the methodology sections of it. Um, and then th this last uh, winter break between semesters, I was able to spend an, another month with uh, uh, WCI, uh, focusing on uh, data analysis and taking in more of the, of the dashboard ideas that we're, we'll get to later. So, you know, what exactly is this movement map that we're talking about, you know, and that, that BCCIC, that, that, that British Columbia group um, kind of, you know, first uh, brought to light. Um, and, and essentially, you know, the real purpose is to just reveal in a way, you know, that invisible mosaic, right? The, that there's thousands of organizations that you know they're working, they're working hard and every day. And you know, essentially, what we're doing is just bringing them to light, right? And you know that you know what we're doing is essentially just allowing for a platform or a pedestal to to allow these nonprofits to be visible um, for everyone, um, for for them themselves and for the, the public to just to to create this transparent um, and inclusive space uh, where nonprofits can connect uh, with each other. Um, and with those around the world. Um, and so there's a couple benefits of, of the, 
of the map. Um, the next slide. There it is. Okay. Um, and so we find that there's three main kind of benefits that we can take away um, with 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 uh, implementing the, a, a movement map um, into our communities. Um, and the first one, you know, it just enables that transparency among uh, among organizations themselves and this national and global uh, movement. And so, you know, among themselves, nonprofits can benefit from just recognizing the fact that, that they're not alone. You know, none of us are alone in this process. You know, not one organization, nonprofit can fix poverty, can fix hunger. Um, so, you know, creating uh, communities um, where there's a global interconnectedness of nonprofit organizations. Um, and there's a really cool feature that we'll see on the movement map later, which allows you to, you know, if I'm a, a nonprofit uh, working for, you know, creating a more gender inclusive community, um, I'm, I'm able to see, you know, who exactly you know, around the world is working on the exact same target, the exact same goal as I am, um, which, you know, just hopefully induces a sense of, 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 of dialogue, of purpose, of creating, you know, hey, you know, sending an email and saying, hey, what's, what's working with you or a meeting, you know, and what's not working in your community? How can we create, you know, together these spaces in our community that's unique, um, but also similar in that sense that there's, you know, we're, we're all trying to fight against, the, you know, how we can make these goals part of our lives. Um, and so creating just that dialogue of space um, is one way that this map can um, enhance that aspect. Additionally, the map can increase just essentially just the, the public awareness. You know, what's what's going on with these SDGs that we hear about in the United Nations? And especially, you know, when you hear the UN, you think this big, awesome group that's working on all these things. But um, in reality, a lot of it's, you know, right here in our communities, um, bringing it back down, bringing the focus down into, you know, where are these in my life? Um, and so it's, it's important to emphasize, you know, to the greater community um, that we're not starting from scratch, right? That we're not recreating the wheel. We're just creating this platform um, to allow these nonprofits to just emerge. Um, and additionally, and, and I would say most importantly, um, it's just a, wonder, a wonderful resource for allowing members in your community um, who are most vulnerable to, see, to seek out nonprofit support. Um, and, and assistance, and this is this is a, a way to do that. Where um, if you go to the map, which we will, you can see every uh, nonprofit thus far on there, uh, their contact information, their location, their email, uh, website. So it's it's just a way to connect people to to assistance in nonprofit work that's that's very uh, valuable. And then finally, um, another benefit is. Oh, there we go. Another benefit is um, just establishing a, a political statement um, in a way that reveals just uh, essentially just the size and scope of the work that nonprofit um, that nonprofits are, are, are doing. And so it, it emphasizes, you know, to our local and our state and federal um, elected officials and public um, institutions and agencies, you know, what policies need to be addressed, what policies need to be prioritized. Um, you know, if there's, um, in, especially in American culture and society, um, nonprofits are, are, are really, in American idea sense, uh, nonprofits are at the core of volunteerism and are found to be much more responsible for providing basic human services um, that governmental bodies kind of lack to offer um, when compared to other nations around the world. So, 
the map really has a, a potential to reveal just how large of a size and scope um, American societies and governments rely on the work of nonprofits. Um, and so then that's where we get to, you know, what do these uh, goals look like? So when it comes down to, you know, really what is the, the nitty gritty met, uh, methodology of, you know, um, a, a, a assigning SDGs and targets. I mean, it comes down to first, you know, understanding what these goals are really about, you know, these 17 goals. Um, and essentially, you know, they are the blueprint of, of trying to achieve a more and better uh, sustainable future for all. Um, they address global challenges, local challenges um, you know, that all of our communities face, um, including those you know, in poverty to in, uh, inequality, to climate justice, to economic stability. Um, across the board, you know, they're, they're, it's a very comprehensive list. And so in terms of the methodology part, you know, what, what, you, what you realize is that these goals are completely interconnected. Um, you can't have one without the other. And so um, when it comes down to, you know, I, I was given a, a list, um, part, part of my job of, um, based on, on the, the, our, our, our database at WCI of all the nonprofits that, that we are, are under our list. And, um, you know, so I, I had no personal connection to these nonprofits. And so, you know, I had to ask myself, you know, when, when assigning a certain nonprofit with a, a goal, one of these 17, you know, there, there are certain metrics that you have to build in a methodology sense. And it came down to, you know, what is, what metrics is, is this nonprofit most concerned with, you know, and, and how does the, the, the nonprofit measure their success? What are they trying to measure and how do they know when they've reached that success of, you know, when they are, you know, doing their work day in and day out? Um, and, and again, you know, so for example, if I'm a organization focusing on goal number 13, climate action, right, you know, you, you can't not address water with climate, right? So, you know, there goes goal six and goal 14. Okay, now we have to address water. Well, you, you can't not talk about good health and well-being, goal three, you know, that's part of climate, you know, and, and then even, you know, um, environmental justice and goal 10. So everything is all together. So, you know, you can't just say, all right, all 17 goals are in this one, um, Nonprofit, you have to really be, um, you know, step, take a step back and focus on, you know, where where does my organization fit in this global community? I I can't take, you know, every bite. I, I have to take you know, my bite in my community, and uh, and really, you know, pinpoint where exactly uh, you fall on this map. And so, um, when I was you know doing this process, I found that most nonprofits. Uh, ranged from one to three goals, you know, so you want to get down to, to about one to three that your nonprofit, you know, is, is, is really trying to focus on um, in terms of, of, you know, where they find success or what they deem is successful. And so what, what makes it kind of even more complicated is that behind each of these goals, as uh, Anna mentioned, there's layers, there's, there's layers of sub subcategories, uh, which we call targets. And so these targets though, however, establish a range. And it's based on the, the impact that that, that particular or, uh, organization plans to tackle. And so, you know, th this creates an even more complicated and implicit uh, system of, of how do we want to classify uh, a, a, a target and or the, an, a, a broad SEG goal and then a more specific target to that organization. Um, 
And one important thing to, to recognize is that, you know, the entire world is using, is using the same platform, the same software, or, you know, potentially they, you know, everyone can be using this, the same software, which we're finding that more nations are, are, are adopting this kind of platform or in this specific uh, one that the BCCIC uh, adopted. Um, and so, you know, you have to ask yourself that, you know, the mechanisms that, you know, if you take, for example, uh, SDG number one, no poverty, you know, the mechanisms that, that global institutions and nonprofits are using for eradicating poverty is going to look extremely different if you go to Germany, to Hong Kong, to Fergus Falls, Minnesota, where, you know, uh, WCI is, is headquartered. So, you know, realizing that, you know, where am I on that line in terms of the global community, that's, that's the real challenge. Um, and finding how all these are all interconnected and layered. Um, that's another challenge. So, so there's a link on the bottom that we're going to explore. I think I'll share my screen for that one. So when you pull up that link, which is attached to this uh, slide deck, this is kind of the image that, that you first are introduced to um, and where um, as you can see, it's uh, by Canada, and you can just you know start exploring. And so immediately you you get the the map of of the world, um, and you know a, a pinpoints start appearing um, all around the world. We see some in Europe, some in Africa. Um, if I can scroll, sorry if it's a little little uh, glitchy, um, and we see the most uh, of. Of so uh, uh, SDG, uh, uh, most nonprofits um, added to the list in Canada based because it is a Canadian uh, organization. Um, and we get to begin, you know, exploring, you know, where, you know, our S, where are, uh, what nations are adopting this, this, this platform um, and what necessarily they look like. And so if you get your hands on, on this uh, website, which is a public website, that's just map.bccic.ca. Um, it's great. Uh, uh, this is where this is this is the the, the system and platform in which they've uh, put in place. And so, if you go to the top right, you'll see um, the little spinning arrow of, of, of the colors, and you're able to see you know what is the movement map, um, what are SDGs exactly, who who is the BCCIC, um, and then and then some tips and tricks of how to how to create uh, add an, an, or, an organization to this map, um, in which I spent most of my summer all of my summer we're doing actually, um, which was fantastic. And so to the, on the right to the left of that, you're able to go to this kind of spider web uh, figure and it's, you know, added an organization. So this is where you would um, actually input your information, uh, data entry into, um, the, into their system in which once submitted, it would go to the BCCIC's um, approval process um, where they, um, have in place, and then they would um, contact you again if they want you to edit things or or, or whatnot like that. So, um, but in terms of just um, where we're here, um, you can add you know, your personal name of who's adding it, the organization name, the description, you know what what's usually a mission statement of some sort, uh, your your purpose, metrics that that you measure for success, and then the actual um, um, selection process of the SCG. And associated targets, and so you know, say I'm you know, a group focusing on um, life on land and climate action. You know, so I'm with the press. I'm with the press as many as I want. 
um, and they all would appear below me. And so if we just focus on these two, goal 13 and 15 for now, um, you, know, you, you can see that each one has a scroll option. So, so the, the 15 is, you know, goal 15, uh, um, SDG 15, and then the point number is, is the, the target. And this is where the targets establish this range of impact. You know, are, are we looking, you know, if on goal 13.1, are we looking to just, you know, address all climate issues and disasters? I mean, that, that's a, a huge goal, you know, or, or for poverty, for example, you know, are we looking for, for eradicating extreme poverty? I and mean, that, that's a huge goal, you know, is, is my, and then that's where the self-reflection part comes in of, is my organization responsible for extreme poverty and, and tackling that or something more um, um, appropriate, which can be um, assessed with the um, uh, goal, uh, the targets uh, below. So once you pick, I mean, and, and this is also an, an, an interesting process of, you know, deciding and you also can choose more than one, you know, so you can use, because you control a button to, you know, to pick, okay, these are the ones that, you know, I, that, are, that are most associated with my group. Um, and if, if this is it, you know, if this is the ones you want to do, you can, you know, continue next page. And then this is where uh, you can kind of continue uh, the final steps of your, of adding an organization, um, including, you know, location, um, where, where it's located, country, zip code. Um, and I would say the most important parts is, you know, including that phone number, the website, the email, uh, making sure that, that you are, are putting in a, a that, that you're allowing um, public users or, or, or other nonprofits um, to be able to contact you and find ways to, to create that dialogue and create those connections of, of how we can help each other. You know, this is not just an individual sense. This is you know, how we can help each other um, together throughout, throughout this worldly process of creating a more sustainable world. Um, and then finally, the last two bits is the focus region of, of kind of where in, where, where in the world are, are you focusing in? And then the, the specific country. Um, and so like, a, as an example, I'll give, I'll give an example of, of kind of, of the, the difficulties behind this part is, is one example was um, that I had a hard time with was churches. Where do we, where do we put churches in this list of, of SDG work, of nonprofit work? Um, and what goal would you put under? Um, what targets? Because you know, there's our 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 churches. Uh, the uh, you know what? How do they measure success? Is it based on membership? Is it based on spiritual enrichment? Is it based on uh, you know being able to send people, uh, send uh, uh, members of of the, of the church to other places in the world to support other other nations? Um, you know, the, there's many layers to that, and and how we determine. You know, what is their primary goal and is their primary goal associated with an SDG? Um, and, and I had many conversations with uh, uh, members of the, of the BCCIC's uh, um, deciding process of how they accept their um, approval process, how they accept um, um, new organizations who are added to the list. You know, and, and I mentioned that difficulty and they came back with, well, you know, in Canada, I mean, we, we usually have all these systems in place. You know, we don't necessarily rely on churches for food banks or, or those things. It's not as common, I would say, or, or, or the amount of, of donations given to churches um, isn't as common in terms of, of um, 
with with what what the American culture um, is surrounded by churches in in that um, in that area. So so it, it's a really you know inter uh, complicated system of you know how do we look at um, where these nonprofits fit in a global sense um, in in a, in a sense that that's not just you know in your backyard but really you know expansively you know, across across the world. Um, and so once you get to, to some more features, you can go to your, your to this on the left, a filter search. And so we're able to put in, let's in the bottom here, you know, geographic location. Let's go to the United States and let's go to Minnesota. And so we press show, we're able to see on the top left that there are 571 organizations that I'm proudly uh, responsible for, <laughs> for um, uh, uh, putting into the Minnesota map, uh, mostly surrounding on the West Central Minnesota region, uh, where I focused. And, um, you know, part of here, you're able to see, you know, where, where you can start looking into these organizations of, you know, what's, what are they trying to get at? What's their, what's their metrics? What's their SCG? What's their target? How can I contact them? You know, so say I go to, you know, uh, let's go to Fargo. You know, so if you go to the Fargo region, you're able to zoom in. I apologize again if it's a little glitchy, but I'll try to be a little slower. Um, so if you go to, you know, you can press a, a nonprofit, for example, you know, West Central Minnesota Continuum of Care, so the COC. You're able to see, you know, the, the city in which it's located, its, it's description, um, you know, what's trying to get at preventing and ending homelessness. You're able to see right away that they're focusing on SCG number one. Immediately, right below that, you're able to get all their contact information, um, phone number, email, a website, where they're located. Um, and so this was all work that I had to, to, to figure out um, quickly that, you know, it's, especially in rural parts of Minnesota, a lot of organizations were very small, very, you know, hometown, hometown things. So if I, I had to, you know, you know, double check, is this phone number work for, you, for your organization? It's, it's, it'd be on this public site. Um, and whatnot, and you know that was a challenge too. Is is how, you know, there, there, there's a system I, I believe that the BCCIC is putting in place of a um, of going through their their, their submitted um, nonprofits and making sure that their their, their phones up to date, their emails up to date, um, and the websites up to date, and you know that that they're still around doing good work. Um, and so you're able to scroll around. Um, I, I really uh, recommend um, just just taking time just to view other, you know, what's what's out there. And I have to probably read. Yeah. So it's it's just a really cool uh, site to just um, keep exploring and see what other other places are doing, other, other nonprofits are working on. And it, on the left again, you can go to on the bottom. This this is their profile page. You know, their focus countries, which is what I, we looked at earlier, that they're focused uh, mainly in the United States or solely in the United States. Um, their SDG targets. And so in this sense, um, um, they are ranked at, at, at a 1.2. And so this is what I put them at. And this, was, this is what it was approved by the BCCIC. Um, and then specifically, you're able to get, you know, what exactly is a 1.2 rating mean? Um, you know, if you go back to adding a, adding a, a, a new nonprofit to the list, you're able to see, you know, what, what that tackles. And, and in this sense, I can show you all. If you go to no poverty, number one is eradicating extreme poverty. Number two is reducing poverty by at least uh, 50%. And so that, that correlates with um, 
their mission statement. Um, I remember calling them and having that conversation about you know what 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 they plan to tackle and how how much impact are they are they um, trying to get at, um, and then that is um, uh, presented by you know the the actual the the more de uh, fine description of what is a one point two um, SEG target look like, and then I would say the one of the coolest settings on on this page is similar groups. So now you're able to look up and, and see all these connections of, okay, so, you know, the work I'm doing in, in West Central Minnesota Continuum of Care, you know, what other groups are, are specifically working on SDG Target 1.2 and how are they trying to work out things, you know, and, 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 and what, what's working for them? How can I, um, you know, learn from them or they, they learn from me and have those conversations? And, and that's what this map really, um, really fosters that, that, uh, that, um, conversation, which which is needed, especially in our time of COVID, um, where you know those conversations are happening a lot less. I mean, at at my university, I can't just pop into my uh, my professor's office and have that conversation. It's meetings, it's Zooms, it's uh, it's all that whatnot. So um, from there, I will uh, stop sharing this and go back to my other screen, other presentation screen. And then finish this that out. Okay, so a couple of things that I just I wanted to take away, uh, based on you know reflecting on my position, but also you know of of, of mapping and, and that methodology, but also behind um, you know hopefully what you take away home um, from from the the idea of of, of creating and, and participating in this mapping process, and that's the idea of uh, one of them can be you know is the importance of of advocacy and transparency. And just the idea that the map really reveals this umbrella of meaningful nonprofit work. Um, it really just comes to light, you know, that the idea that, you know, what a great resource, you know, for, you know, to inspire your, uh, yourself and others to, to go to your local city councilor, go to your state or federal um, elected official and show them um, that, you know, this is a great way to, to, um, um, to create more equitable and sustainable communities. Um, additionally, you know, it's a way to, to think globally and act locally, right? I mean, this is just what a, a, the idea of how these 17 goals can be reflected, you know, by, by the UN, but also um, in our own lives and what, what a, a meaningful process that, that is for us. Um, and finally, just the idea that, that, that there's more work to be done, right? Um, the, the, map, the mapping process um, opens more doors in, into ways for, for us to volunteer, to us to connect with others. Um, and, and it allows us to realize, you know, where, the, where, where there are areas in our communities that need the most attention, um, that, that need the most support um, based on, on SDGs that are lacking in, in, in certain areas. You know, if I'm not, if I'm noticing that there's not a lot of climate change uh, um, SDGs in this area, maybe we need to advocate for that or support that with our, with our um, elected officials or, or politicians. And finally, just just it's an extremely humbling process to see that Minnesota nonprofits are you know the most represented on on the map of of, of in the U.S. sense, um, and I'd love to see you know that to just blossom and, and, and bloom up and more, um, and also into um, across the U.S. and just, just to show the world um, that the U.S. really cares about our nonprofits and that that there's work that is being done to to um, create more sustainable cities. And so next, um, just a couple of dashboard images 
um, or, or, or images and tables and charts that could contribute to this dashboard idea of, of how we want to present ourselves and, and measure growth and measure, um, you know, how well are we um, as nonprofits, as a society, as, as a government, um, addressing certain issues. Um, and, and this one, and, and you know, they, they can, can go from food insecurity um, and, and see how, how, you know, there's areas to always progress. Um, also try, uh, uh, addresses race and income and how we want to uh, further um, that, that uh, issue, um, as well as our um, unemployment rate. Um, and, and that's a much larger uh, timeline of sense. And, and overall, it just gives us a way to really measure our success, which um, is, this, is the whole purpose of this, right? Of how we can create more sustainable cities. And so with that, I think I'll leave it with who's, whoever's next. <laughs> Well, I might be next, so I want to thank you, Reed. That was just a great presentation, um, and invite anyone who's watching this uh, YouTube video to uh, explore that map because it's just filled with information. Uh, and reminds me, I was thinking about the Oracle of Delphi. You know, whose admonition to us was "Know thyself," and that's exactly what that map helps us to do: is to know what we're what we're actually already doing, and uh, and then build those connections. So Mark, I'll turn it back to you. Well, Anna, Reed, Jill, thank you for both tackling this big idea. And of course, thank you to our Canadian friends for helping to inspire and, and guide. And Reed, it feels like you must have made some very close friends in this process. But um, our goal today is kind of letting people know this exists showing some of the benefits of mapping per se that you know it it doesn't just say you can go from here to there it says all these other things and i think reed was a fabulous uh, explainer of how that works but it also seems like this is now being used by west central initiative to guide decisions on budget on staffing on programs Anna, can you give us a sense of how you're turning mapping into your strategic direction to change and improve the lives of people in your region of the state? Sure. I, um, there are probably a lot of different ways to answer that question, but let me just uh, say that uh, because of COVID, the federal government has uh, provided the regional development commissions. We're a regional development organization simply because we're not, um, we are not part of that uh, statutorily defined system, but we do the same work. So the federal government has provided us uh, with funding to hire two additional planners whose job it is, is to work with communities to develop systems and plans to be sustainable. And, and, and I think that's so critically important because um, uh, it, it, it signals that even on a federal level and certainly now with the Biden administration, where we're talking about a whole of government approach to climate change, that the, um, the kinds of uh, mega systems that guide uh, our progress in this country are, are using language like sustainability and resiliency. So we are definitely, uh, working uh, in that regard on, on issues um, that we see. For example, let's just take food systems and food insecurity and local food production and that whole kind of access to land and the reviving uh, the countryside. 
revitalizing the countryside. Uh, we're, we're going to be working a lot, and we are currently working in that area deeply and more and more deeply. Uh, with the, you know, as a foundation, we gave we give grants out, and uh, we have uh, focused our grant giving. Uh, it, it, the, the first focus, and most of Minnesota's foundations jumped into this immediately, is was COVID response and relief. But now it's like build back better to invoke the Biden administration uh, motto, and uh, and so we're giving grants to support uh, sustainable development growth work, for example, clean energy. Uh, and there's quite a lot of really amazing work going on in this part of the state uh, in that regard, uh, a lot of it emanating from the University of Minnesota Morris and the community of Morris. Uh, and then the other is uh, diversity, equity and inclusion work. The, the community organizations who are either led by or serving BIPOC communities, uh, we're trying to help uh, strengthen them so that they can be resilient and uh, help shape the next generation of leaders in rural Minnesota. So, and that, I mean, that was another piece about the SDGs. I have to say when I, I you know, I, really it was through your work, Mark, that I became aware of the SDGs. But when you, when you begin to think about the, the philosophical underpinning, which is no one is left behind, everybody's involved. The wealthiest people in the world are involved. They have a role to play with uh, reaching these ambitious 2030 goals. Um, by the way, this is the decade for action, times of wasting. It's not looking good. We got we to gotta redouble our efforts and, and reinvest every resource we can manage to identify in this work in order to just head off the kind of most disruptive uh, impacts of climate change. But so, so this nobody's left behind uh, is uh, an equalizer. It's a great equalizer. We're all human beings on this planet. We share this planet together. There's no uh, planet B. This is the one we've got. Uh, and every single person can have a role to play in that. And I, I feel like this is a, uh, it's a, it's a moment of, that is kind of transformative for rural Minnesota and for greater Minnesota where you think, well, you're kind of disconnected from the world. No, no, we're, we're in, we are 100% connected just like everybody else on the planet. And, uh, and we can really make a difference. So West Central Initiative can work on the planning piece, the convening, the teaching the vocabulary and reinforcing that vocabulary and establishing the paradigm so that people go, they, they can recognize it too. They can look at something that they might've seen in one way initially. And it's like, oh, but now I see it this way. Now I understand why it's part of the movement towards sustainability, so. I've been very impressed by how all of you kind of took to using this uh, geospatial or GIS systems. I mean, you know, I use my phone to sort of get me from here to there, but you used that same technology to begin to say, well, here's where and here's where and the relationship between those things give us information that inspire us or they alarm us or they, they, they help us to move. I know that some of that software comes from a company that's origins were at University of Minnesota many, many years ago when a, a young person training to be an architect fell in the woods geography and the company eventually was uh, called Esri, E-S-R-I. I know viewers can go to their website and see a lot of these tools and how those tools are being mobilized by communities all over, but also they're 
making them available in this COVID period for people to really use. So I know that you were developing a kind of new muscle for your community. And I can imagine that you'll use that muscle for a lot of other things. For example, uh, understanding where your companies have strengths, where they are contributing to the SDGs, where's your transportation system, your volunteer connective system, any uh, uh, new ideas? I know you're moving the dashboards, other ideas of using that geospatial GIS kind of tools in your work in your region? If I can, Anna. Uh, so we've- Please. Anna mentioned our, our uh, grant giving as part, part of the philanthropic work that WCI does. Uh, addressed the SDGs, we were able to use the ESRI tool, I'm trying to pull it up rather quickly, I apologize, it might take me a moment, um, to map not only where those grantees were located, but the geography in which they served, so that anyone across the Great. region could see how our dollars were affecting those SDGs by a map. Fabulous. So people could feel some ownership, because they probably think of them somewhat as, you know, are, you know, how this is changing our community. And you can make that as affirming and also as descriptive of gaps or things mm -hmm. that are needed. And this is, a, I was uh, thinking about how COVID, um, because it affected everybody, but everybody has a different station in life. So the impact was different. It's one thing about the SDGs because it's everybody's responsibility. I know I work a lot on SDG three, health and wellness. We want to bring a world's fair on health and wellness mm -hmm. here and uh, all of that. But there's SDG 3.6, which is reducing uh, road fatalities and injuries by half. So that's one I focus on a lot. And I remember when the CEO of Cargill uh, within the company ban cell phone use and distracted driving during the day in their company at night if it's a phone and then helped advocate for the law about distracted driving at the state legislature. And the statisticians could say precisely how many lives were saved by that decision. So there are ways that you know, some of these things are complicated and they have to take a lot of angles, but some of them can be as specific as reducing car crashes in half. And we can tackle that lots of different ways. So I so appreciate how you've incorporated these objectives into this work. You've got this map up, Jill. I Great. do. I, so this is normally how people talk about the grants that we receive is uh, where the money went by their address. Uh, but we specifically asked for service areas. So these two uh, were about sustainable um, uh, climate change, climate action work going on in the region. The other was about uh, equ equitable um, race equity, uh, gender equity, things like that. But if you, uh, we also mapped the service area. So you can see by grantee um, who's serving, excuse me, takes me just a minute to remember how to do things. Specifically, who's doing work in that county um, you can see how those things overlap. Um, and then those grantees have an opportunity to connect to each other. This is what we're doing right now. How can we pair with what you are doing to make the best impact? Fabulous. And seems like somebody who was 
at the station of the 911 call or the 51, you know, that there's an information flow then that allows that kind of connectivity to then build on itself. And you can take it into your the county supervisors and say, hey, here's an area over here. Mm -hmm. This is not happening. Or God forbid, but a clinic closes or the hospital services close or something like that. And all of a sudden, boom, you can show the impact in, in that way. So today's been an inspiring way to see how you know, a process can unfold. What's your advice? You know, there's, I don't know, between four and 500 people who get this big mailing list, the Minnesota STG Roundtable. It's all kinds of people, all kinds of places. You know, some of us are just on our own. Some of us are in large companies. Some of us are in a government agency. But you've been putting your finger on sort of meta notions of transparency, of impact, of connectivity. What kind of advice do you have for all of us uh, walking away from this uh, webinar today, thinking about this great work going on up at Fergus? Darn it, Fergus Falls is ahead of us again. How do we catch up with them? What would you tell that person? <laughs> Well, we do like to celebrate community pride, but I would say, you know, if anybody would like to work with us, boy, we would love to work with you. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of the network you've built here, Mark. And uh, just as the, we, we learned so much from the Canadians and they were so friendly and so willing to work with us. And, and we would love to work with anyone and, and sort of pass it forward, pay it forward. And also, you know, we, to, we can put Minnesota on the map. We can say, you know, like we, this is powerful information. Um, and, uh, you know, we can learn from it and we can build on it. And, uh, and the other thing is it kind of fuses technology, right? The Esri mapping system and all of the, you know, all of the data that's available on the World Wide Web. So it's technology and globalization and it's all around climate change. So what could be more important than that? Um, so yeah, we're yeah. here, we'd love to work with anybody. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Reed. Thank you, Anna. Thank You're you welcome. all who are watching. And thanks again to our members who make this possible. Of course, you can email us at Global Minnesota or you can reach Anna up at West Central. And um, stay tuned. We'll be diving into another part of this process and this bigger picture coming up in our next quarterly Minnesota STG Roundtable. Thank you again, panelists. Thank you. Thank you.